Welcome to the Planning Parent Podcast, where we talk to real parents and professionals about solutions and strategies to minimize the hustle and bustle that we parents face daily. This is a place where you will come to listen, learn, and share about all things parenting. I am your host, Krista Hermance. I am a busy mom to two little girls, a wife and estate planning attorney with a focus on families with minor children, an entrepreneur, scuba diver, and golf hobbyist. My passion is helping families create simplicity and bliss in their everyday lives. Welcome to our show. Rhea Reeves is the founder and finance coach of City Girl Savings, LLC. Rhea launched City Girl Savings in 2015 as a resource for women from all walks of life to learn about personal finance and money management. Rhea teaches women how to create and stick to realistic budget plans to reach their financial goals. Rhea resides in Austin, Texas with her boyfriend and two Yorkie dogs. Welcome to the show, Rhea. Krista, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so budgeting, right? I love following you on Instagram. You have such great content on there. So what are some tips for starting a new budget from scratch? It can be very overwhelming. So what can you share with us? That's such a great question. And, you know, there's such a stigma around budgeting and and how intimidating it can be. So I like to keep things simple. So if you're starting a new budget from scratch, my advice would be, First, take your income on a monthly basis. What is that number? What is that take-home number that will be going into your account every single month? Start there. Next step, look at your expenses. So list out all of your bills, the amounts, and the due dates. From there, we want to make sure we include expenses like groceries, gas, those variable spending categories that don't have a set amount or due date every month, but we spend money on them. So you'll want to allocate a, a number to those categories. Then add up all of the expenses and spending. What is that number? Subtract that number from your income, and that'll let you know, hey, I make enough to cover all of my bills and expenses, or I don't. When you know that information, you can proceed accordingly, right? You can work to make more money, or you can work to cut back some of your expenses and spending. Okay. I like that. It keeps it very simple. And I think a lot of times when people are looking at budgeting and they feel this overwhelm, you have, if you've been paying for things on credit cards or bank statements, you have all of this old data to be able to look at how have you been spending month over month. So you have all of that. And it's just a matter of looking at it to see how much are you spending every month. And I think a lot of times people think about, they forget. And when they're trying to do this, they're like, gosh, I don't know how much I spend you know, on groceries every month. But you can literally go to your statements and figure out exactly how much you've spent the last three months, the last six months to at least give you an idea and to just be able to say, okay, if it's, you know, if I spent this much over the last six months, I divide it by six. Here's how much I can generally say I'm going to spend in one month as an estimate, right? To kind of get you started. And I forget about that. (laughs) And Krista, I think you bring up such a good point, right? Budgeting is not just giving your money a place to go. It's making sure your money went where it was supposed to. So the only way to do that is to track your spending, right? Other than the example you just gave, you can look at past data to figure out what was happening with your money, but moving forward, you should be tracking your spending so that you know if you're actually sticking to the limits you've set in your budget or not. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of times when people hear budgeting, they think of, oh, this is going to be so restrictive. It's like dieting, right? It's like, you know, you have to follow these very specific plans. But I think from, you know, the way that you're talking about it is, is how much are you spending right now? Because you need to know that before you can actually even put that budget in place to say, well, how do I want to spend and how am I spending? So I think it's two different things. Well, and it goes back to that stigma I mentioned. Like you said, people hear the word budget and they think, oh, I can't spend money. I have to be frugal. I, you know, I'm, I'm limited. But the reality is it's not the budget that makes your spending limited. It's your income, right? The budget is just going to bring to light what your income should be doing. And if you can't afford everything, that's not the budget's fault, right? That's, that means you just need to go out and make more money or, you know, you need to cut back your spending in some places. Yep. That's a good point. It's a good point. Um, so for people that have never budgeted before, um, is it is it just going back like you said and and looking at what their income is and then kind of trying to figure out how much they've spent is that like a good first step or do you have any other suggestions for them I think that's a great first step and I know I had mentioned if you're starting from scratch do it monthly but if you are you know brand new to budgeting and a month is just way too long take it by pay period right how much will you be bringing in in the next paycheck and then what are all of the bills and expenses and spending that need to come from there make sure your paycheck covers what it needs to that's kind of the baseline for anyone when starting a budget Okay, I'd never thought about it to do it by the pay period so that you it's, you know, the bills that come out of that specific pay period are making sure they're being covered for that. That actually breaks breaks it down a little bit more and even simplifies it even more. So I like that idea. Um, okay, what about non-budgeters? What do non-budgeters keep in mind when they are creating a budget? So, you know, no experience, probably really don't want to do it, um, but just know that it's something they need to do. So I have three things that I think everybody needs when it comes to budgeting. And if you're a non-budgeter, this especially applies to you. First, include fun spending. I'm not saying go crazy, right? I'm not saying all your money needs to go to you enjoying your life. But you do want to factor in a little bit of money for the things you enjoy. Me personally, I love iced coffee. So I make sure that I have money in my budget for iced coffees. That's number one. Number two... Have a plan for the unexpected. Something will always come up to throw your budget for a loop. So if you have your money allocated down to the penny and then your car breaks down, that is going to make you feel defeated and also mess up the numbers in your budget. So give yourself a little bit of wiggle room in the form of a savings or a miscellaneous category so that if those things pop up, the other numbers in your budget don't have to take the hit. And then finally, I know I mentioned this, but track your spending. That's the only way you're going to know if you're actually sticking to the budget you set. Hey, if you are enjoying our show, please make sure to subscribe to the Planning Parent podcast and join our community on Facebook at The Planning Parent, where we share resources, you can interact with our guests, you can share your experiences and be part of our parenting community. Now back to our show. Okay. Um, so do you recommend setting financial goals? Um, and can you give some examples of maybe goals that people can set from like different types of things that they're trying to, to set those financial goals with? 
So 100% yes, I am very much pro goal setting, especially financial goals. And I think financial goals can range anywhere from becoming debt-free to saving $5 a month to um, starting to research how to invest. The goal doesn't have to tie to a specific amount, right? It could be an actual action. So every week, I want to make sure I read one financial article on a blog or online, So yes, I definitely recommend setting financial goals. I think I gave some examples, but I think some common ones that people can start with are creating a budget, having a plan to pay off debt. You don't have to be debt-free right away, but what's your plan to make sure you're working towards that? Um, Another example could be controlling your spending, researching financial topics, investing $5 a month. These are just examples. Again, take a look at what your values are, what's important to you, where you want to be in the next five years, and set financial goals that help you get to that place or align with the values you have. Yeah, that's a great point. I I think that that's really important because all of this goes back to what your values are as a person, right? And where you want to go. And so it's making sure that those financial goals are in alignment with what those values and goals are. I think that's great. So you talked about a couple different of those financial goals. Um, like I'll just throw out there, like getting out of credit card debt or saving up for like a car to break down. Do you have any suggestions on how to implement a plan to do either one of those? Definitely. So it's going to start with your budget, right? So you'll want to have a budget in place so you can see after all of my bills, expenses, a little bit of fund spending and priorities are covered, how much money should I have left over each month or each pay period? When you know that number, now you can set realistic goals based on your situation. So let's assume after everything's taken care of, you should have $200 left over a month you can set a goal to put 150 a month towards your credit card payments. And since you know all of your bills, expenses, and spending are covered in the budget, there should be no reason for you to use credit cards moving forward. You know what you can afford at that point. Okay. And then, so do you, just looking at the budget, would you put like specific, like, here's how much money I want to pay a month towards this card, and then kind of just have that built out over time to show like, this is how it's going to get paid off. This is when I should be debt free. I do recommend that. Um, Because interest is so funny, I don't, unless you're good with Excel and calculations, I don't recommend anybody put that together themselves. But there are so many resources online that allow you to kind of calculate the credit card balances you have, your current interest rates, and how much you'll need to pay it off, how long it will take. I definitely recommend doing something like that because when you know, hey, if I can put $150 a month towards my credit cards for the next two years, I'll be credit card debt free. That's super inspiring and motivating to see right in front of you. Okay. So you've talked a little bit about some spreadsheets or apps or systems that do this. Can Do you have any recommendations for budgeting either phone apps or software that that is easy to use or for tracking, right? For for tracking your expenses. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of share what I do and then I'll share some recommendations if that doesn't really work for your personality type, right? So I think budgeting is a manual activity and I think it needs to be so that you're 
fully aware and on top of your money. So with that being said, I use Excel spreadsheets. So I know exactly how much money is coming in, how that money is allocated out, and I track my spending against each of my budget categories throughout the month so I can see if I'm on track or not. I think that's probably one of the best ways to really get in touch with your budget and make sure things are working as they should. That doesn't always work for everyone. I totally get it. So there are some resources out there. I think the Mint app is a good option. Every Dollar app is a good option. And then as far as software, Wine app, so you need a budget, is also a popular option. Okay. I will make sure to uh, to link those in the show notes because I think you know people it just it's depending it depends on your personality right what works for you if you're super busy and you're like there's absolutely no way i can devote time because you have to be realistic on what you have the ability to do and if somebody's listening to this and they're saying i absolutely do not have enough time to use an excel spreadsheet i love excel i do a lot of tracking in excel and i do have some budget stuff in excel but i think there are people that are like i'm there's no way right i want something that's easy on my phone but I like what you said that you see everything that's coming in when you do that on Excel, so you know. I think a lot of times people just, you know, they'll use their credit card. They don't even really notice what the cost, the price is for something, and so they have no idea what all this money is being spent on. You know, it's it's just out there, right, in the cloud, and, and you don't you don't see that. And you make a good point, Krista. I mean, you know yourself or you should know yourself, right? Know your personality. We're not here to set ourselves up for failure. If you are not a manual Excel spreadsheet person, please do not try to set up a manual Excel spreadsheet. It's just not going to work, right? You've got to find what works for you. That way you can build the consistent habit and routine so that you can be successful with it. Yes, so important to have it as part of your routine. And if it's something that you don't do, right? As you're, as you're creating these routines and getting these habits together, it's what is realistic for you to actually be able to do so that you are setting yourself up for success in making this a habit. Um, so that brings me to uh, another question is when you're budgeting, um, do you do budgets on a, a monthly basis, an annual basis? Um, you know, before you kind of mentioned potentially on a pay period basis that you're doing your budget. So what do you usually recommend? I definitely recommend monthly. I feel like a lot of bills happen on a monthly basis. A lot of the major expenses come out monthly. So being able to have that whole month's view is really helpful. But again, what is your personality type? If you get paid weekly, maybe doing a monthly budget isn't going to be as effective, right? Because you have money coming in every single week. Um, Or if you are paid biweekly, right? Maybe you have Um, even expenses throughout the month. So taking it paycheck by paycheck is a better way to go. The one advantage to budgeting monthly, though, is if your expenses do fluctuate throughout the month, having that month view allows you to predict which paycheck will be a little tight and which one won't. And that gives you some information for you to keep in mind to keep your spending minimal on those lighter pay periods because the heavier pay period is coming up. Okay, great. So when you do your budget, um, either on a monthly basis or, you know, depending on pay period, what about reviewing your budget? So when I'm thinking of reviewing your budget, it's, you know, do you check back in to see how you're doing towards it? Or do you kind of look at it maybe on a quarterly basis and say, do I need to adjust things? And so do you have any recommendations there? 
I definitely do. So one thing that I personally love to do, and I actually go live every single month to do this, to hold myself accountable, is a month-end money review. So since you should be tracking your spending throughout the month, right? At the end of the month, you're able to see, did I stick to my budget? That information is powerful, right? If there is a specific category that you are over budget in, use that information to help you as you create your next month's budget. For example, if you know that in October you have a lot of birthdays, so you're constantly spending money on gifts, that gifts category may be over budget. Do you need to change anything for November? That's just an example. But at the end of every month, take a look at your spending. Make sure you did stick to the budget. If you didn't, figure out why and use that information as you create or update your budget for the next month. Okay, that's a great idea. So one thing that I have always found kind of is a hiccup for me when it comes to budgeting is things that aren't paid monthly, but they're paid maybe quarterly or semi-annually or yearly. And it's like, well, how do I put that into my budget? Any recommendations on that one? Oh, that's such a great question because those things typically throw people off, right? You forget about it, especially if it is an annual expense. And then of course it pops up and throws your budget off. So one thing that I like to do for my clients is take the amount of the item and divide it into a monthly number. So let's just say you have an annual expense that's $1,200 for the year. Divide that by 12, that's $100 a month. You should factor in $100 a month into your budget and move that money into a savings account dedicated for annual expenses and things like that. That's a good idea. Okay. I like that. What about accountability partners? We hear this all the time, like from a workout perspective and having a friend to keep you accountable. Do you recommend accountability partners within keeping you in tr- on track for your budget? Well, I should. I'm a budget coach, so I actually serve as accountability partner for my clients. So absolutely, I'm 100% on board with that. But not everybody needs or wants a coach, right? So recruit a friend, recruit your partner, your spouse, recruit a family member, as long as they truly can hold you accountable and you don't feel judged or ashamed, to be honest with them. I think having an accountability partner can really help you step it up, especially if you can't seem to hold yourself accountable, at least in the beginning. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. Um, So how can our listeners connect with you? Well, I am all across the internet at City Girl Savings, Instagram, Facebook. I also have a Facebook group community, which is at City Girl Savings. And I do have a blog, citygirlsavings.com. So search City Girl Savings across the internet and you will find me. And you also have a podcast, right? What's the name of your podcast? Let me guess. City Girl Savings? (laughs) Take a wild guess. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm excited to listen to your podcast and just see all of the amazing information that you share. I think it's just really helpful tips in keeping you on track and helping you kind of, you know, just get started in budgeting. You also had a freebie to share with us. Is that right? I sure do. It is a money moves packet. So it is a nice big workbook designed to help you make the right money move. So it includes a daily to-do list for your finances. So things that you should be doing daily with your money. 
It also includes a money moves questionnaire. So if you're kind of struggling to figure out what you should be focused on in your finances, that questionnaire will help. And I know we talked about financial goals. In that packet includes a financial goal setting strategy that I like to use when setting my own financial goals. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for the Planning Parent Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, write a review, and share our podcast. Please check the show notes for resources and all the ways to connect with us, including joining our community on Facebook at The Planning Parent, and follow us on Instagram at The Planning Parent. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and got some great solutions and strategies to help you achieve the simplicity and bliss you deserve. And remember, take a deep breath. You do matter. You're doing a great job.